the Pinball Network is online. Launching the Pinball Show. Midweek edition. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hello and welcome back to the Pinball Show Midweek Edition. I'm your host, Craig Bobby, and we thank you for joining us for episode 10 of the Midweek Edition, part two of a new inbox journey, What's a Buy? And yes, as Zach and Dennis had mentioned in their show, I have returned from my family camping adventure in the woods and gave me some time to reflect on the last episode and, you know, in between lighting fires, setting up tents and uh, doing a myriad of things that you do when you go camping, uh, including wondering why you're doing it, (laughs) amongst other things. Um, But always good to spend some time with the family and do a little bonding in the woods as a it's a Canadian tradition I guess uh, where you battle battle the elements and uh, each other it's uh, it's it's similar to the Seinfeld feats of strength uh, that they do at at, uh, at Festivus that they did at George's family's house where uh, everybody gets to battle each other for ultimate supremacy um, we all survived so I'm not sure who the winner was. Uh, all I know is I'm glad to be home. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but my oh my, how things can change in a hurry in the pinball world. Just as I lamented in my last episode that things were looking a little flat out there, we have one major announcement from Stern for a new title that they are now releasing called Avengers Infinity Quest, and also the promise of a couple of new teasers, one from Jersey Jack with their rumored Guns N' Roses theme that's upcoming, and another one from the folks over at Deep Root who seem to have sprung to life recently as well, with a few clues on their Facebook and other social media outlets that they are soon to release some information about some upcoming releases from them as well. So very, very interesting how things have turned. I wonder how this is going to affect my choices in my new inbox journey. So more of that to come as we continue our journey through TMNT, which is part two, of course. And I call this a journey to understand this game a little bit and play it for the first time which will include a little bit of a mini review here certainly nothing too deep and only my first impressions after playing it for about 20 minutes or so but enough of that we will we will let my own words do the talking as they say and continuing on with a new unbox journey what to buy part two tmnt So I go in, and I'm all excited. Jerry calls me up and uh, sends me an email and says, Hey, Craig, they're in, and come on down uh, anytime. So we set up a time, and in I go. And, of course, I get there. I'm a, I'm a few minutes early because I'm excited, and I can't wait to play this uh, new title and actually play pinball because I haven't played pinball probably since the spring anywhere because we've all been in lockdown or in various stages of uh, social distancing. So I'm all excited. I go in there 
Jerry happens to be on the phone with uh, with another customer, and so he says, "Hey, Craig, uh, you know, great to see." You. He comes out as he as he sees me walk in the showroom. He says, "I'm just on the phone. Make yourself at home. All the games are there. Play play anyone you want." I was basically the first customer in that morning, and none of the games were turned on. He goes, "Just turn on anyone you want, and uh, I'll I'll be with you as soon as I can. Have fun." I'm like awesome and I turn around this is a large a very large showroom probably compared to most distributors even for the US it's it's in a commercial unit right by the airport in Toronto and so I'm guessing and I'm sorry Jerry if I get this wrong but I'm guessing it's probably 30 or 40,000 square feet so a big open modern building packed full of pinball machines, foosball tables. They've got the Arcade Legends video games from Chicago Gaming, as well as the Atari Pong tables. They, they've certainly got a lot of the, the Dave & Buster's type uh, machines as well, claw machines, so anything you want in terms of amusement. Ping pong tables, you know, you name it, carpeting, ah, they, they got it all. Um, so there I am alone in this showroom. I'm like a kid in a candy store. I don't know. I don't know where to turn to next. They've got all the modern titles from Stern. They also have the big Stern pinball alley uh, displays that you see at all the all the big trade shows that Stern's at. They've got all the Jersey Jack titles there. They've got all the American pinball ones, except for I don't believe they had Hot Wheels yet. But anyway, all these titles. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna go? So I was there to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I played a lot of the other ones. So there I am, like a kid in a candy store. Jerry's in his meeting, and I've got the run of the place. I'm like, oh, my God. So I run over to the TMNT because that's the one I'm there to play. And uh, I'm like, okay, okay, here it is. And I, and I go to try and turn it on. I'm like, okay, feel under the under the front. I'm like, oh, I can't, don't feel the switch there. And Jerry had said to me when I come in, he goes, switch it on the right. So I'm like, okay, I go over to the right on the bottom. I'm like, I'm feeling around the bottom. I can't feel it. I'm like looking over by the flipper controls. I don't see it there. You know, I'm looking and then I go around to the back and I'm looking around the back box and I can't find this goddamn on switch. Right. And and now I'm getting like after about five minutes, I'm getting a little both. I'm getting embarrassed and I'm getting impatient. Like, come on, you're wasting time. You got to fucking turn this on. So so I actually start to Google. I'm like turning on a pinball machine. That's the first thing I Google. And I'm getting all these different, all these different uh, responses for machines that uh, that are older and and they're not the same as the as the new one that I'm looking at. So I finally messaged Joel Engelberth, who I've been talking with a little bit. Of course, he does the podcast for TPN, uh, just another pinball podcast. So I text him. I'm like, Joel, I'm at the distributor and I'm trying to play TMNT. How do you turn the goddamn thing on? And he's like, Oh, it's it's underneath the back box on the lower uh, lower right. Well, as soon as he had said that to me, of course Jerry comes out of his meeting because it's now been probably close to ten minutes, and Jerry's finished. And I, he's like, so how's it going? I'm like, I can't even turn the goddamn thing on, Jerry. He goes, oh, it's right over here. And he, of course, he flicks it and, and the thing lights up. I'm like, oh, my God. So that's the other interesting thing about this is that, again, designed more of a, for a commercial experience where you probably don't want the customers really knowing where the on-off switch is. You want it slightly out of their, out of their space um, so they can't easily reach it. And it's under 
the back box um, in the lower right hand corner you would never see it if you didn't know where it where it was and anyway so so there it was it was a funny funny little experience and a little bit of a, a lesson learned there so Jerry and I have a little chit chat and our mat with our masks on and uh, and then he leaves me at it or leaves me to it he's got other stuff to do and he's he's very good about he knows I want to try try the title and and he's very good about giving you space um, to get comfortable with the machines and and is always available when you have questions so um, it's very nice of him to back off a little bit as I had about a you know 20 minutes or half hour to play and so I am not I want to say right out of the gate I am not a huge TMNT fan and it just wasn't something that was a huge interest for me for whatever reason I had already moved on into uh, Marvel superheroes and uh, and comics of that genre and it felt like for me you know there were these turtles it felt a little young for for what I wanted no judgment there and you know there's certainly one of the interesting things about this title that it does appeal to um to folks of all ages and they've certainly proven that over time with their movie licenses and all the other licenses that they've come out with this theme but anyway at the end of the day i wasn't a huge uh, TMN, tmnt fan and i was a little skeptical and nervous about the theme song and the way they'd integrated into it certainly when you watch the trailer for this game it's very prominent and i thought oh shit if i had to hear that 30 times while playing this machine it's going to drive me absolutely nuts if that's playing round and round and round pleasantly surprised you hardly ever hear it on or they save it thankfully for key moments in your particular game whether it be multi-ball or, or a jackpot or something like that and it actually comes on in in those key moments and works extremely well doing what it's supposed to do which is to raise your interest and excitement and, and all that good stuff so um, I was really happy with the way they integrated that theme and theme song into the game itself I thought the animations itself were decent they weren't amazing um, I've heard people say certainly that they were going for more of that 90s animation vibe that certainly feels that way um, I didn't feel like so I wasn't necessarily drawn to those animations or I was feeling like oh that's really cool that's really cool you know of course the way they integrate the scoring and and the different jackpots that come up very clever and and very good but the animations themselves I'm gonna say aren't something that is I don't think is going to be the selling point necessarily for this game other than the fact that you know they're they're well done they're certainly better than some of the American pinball titles but I'm gonna say they're not quite as good as more recent titles like Batman 66 um, even maybe not quite as good as Elvira or as certainly not as good I don't think as uh, as Jurassic Park again a, they're going for a slightly different style so I don't want to necessarily hang uh, my hat on on those or knock them too much for that they do work well it just wasn't something again when I saw the machine at first it wasn't like I was uh, blown away by the animation so I'm gonna say if I had to give them a, a sort of a general score I'm gonna give them uh, you know a C plus maybe B minus something in that range on the animations themselves however as soon as you step up to this machine you can see why this game has done so well in the reviews the layout is very very intriguing there's tons of ramps uh, there's three of them to, to be exact there's three flippers there's a pizza spinner in the middle which I think they do a very good job with as well to add a little bit of extra um, interest and changes the ball flight a little during play certainly the way that pizza spinner sets up the multi-ball is unbelievable probably the best multi-ball i've ever played 
So while playing the game, I was able to get multi-ball a, a, a few times in the 20 minutes or half hour that I that I played. Uh, you know, you lock your three balls and then three more come out. And of course, the flipper, the upper left flipper, which is the third flipper, automatically kicks forward and puts those three of the, the first three balls that come out of the mechanical lock right onto the pizza spinner magnetically. And they all start whipping around, whipping around, whipping around, whipping around, being held there as three more multi-balls come out. And then it releases and the play field goes crazy as there's six six balls going, going haywire. I can only imagine what the eight multi-ball feature is like on the premiums and LEs. It must be absolutely insane. Certainly the six was a ton of fun and the light show that went along with that and the and the added music and sound effects that, that goes. Certainly a highlight of the game and the mode that I was in and uh, certainly had me wanting to do that a bunch more times as well. I don't I can't see that getting old because it was so much fun. And certainly when my daughter played it, she was amazed by it as well and had a ton of fun trying to keep all those balls on the play field. So that part was amazing and had me hooked immediately. Now, let's talk about the layout. The layout of this game is like the layout that I envision in my head about a pinball machine. It's got lots of flippers, three of them. It's got tons of ramps, again, three. It's just got a very approachable layout, but it's not too complicated. Certainly, I wasn't able to hit the ramps every time I went for them, but I was able to hit them probably more than 50% of the time, which made it very fun. So I think it's a layout, after I played this for about 20 minutes to half an hour, I could see it's it's a layout that people who are beginners are going to like, and it's going to be very approachable for those folks. And then for the more advanced player, I think that it has a lot of challenges as well. Certainly on the scoring side, I was shocked. You know, a lot of stern titles of, uh, of recent years have been extremely high scoring. I'd say TMNT was a bit of a throwback or a bit of a, a, a push towards maybe the Jersey Jack style scoring, where if you're getting, you know, 30 or 40 million on this game, you're having a great game. And certainly the games that I was playing, I probably only got up to eh, maybe 8 million or so in the 20 minutes to half an hour I was I was playing it. Um, and I thought, oh, geez. Again, the scoring is a little more conservative, which I don't mind because it does make you work for those points versus some of the other t- other titles, again, where it's like, oh, you know, there's another 10 million, there's another 20 million. And so you're looking at scores of hundreds of millions before you're feeling like you're having a, having a good game. This one, again, I'd say if you're getting up into the 30 to 50 million range, you're having a great game. So I thought the light show was was very good as well. And again, the music I thought wasn't annoying. And that was a relief because, again, I did think that theme was going to be a little bit annoying. Hats off to Jerry Thompson. I really appreciated the sound effects and the, the integration of this title because I found it very entertaining. Even for a guy who wasn't a huge fan of this theme, I left feeling like, wow, that was a lot of fun, and wow, I'd pl- I want to play that again, and damn it, I think I want to own this game. Because a combination of all those things done an extremely good job of integrating all that stuff into one very good package. And the other thing that I appreciated was I thought the callouts were actually very good. There are a lot of directional callouts, which may seem a bit pedestrian or boring or whatever, but it is helpful on a machine uh, where you are 
looking down a lot and so you may not especially as a new player know exactly where to shoot having some of those directional call outs like shoot the center ramp shoot the left you know the left flip flipper shoot the pop whatever they they tend to direct you a little bit not not annoyingly so but just key moments which can be very helpful in terms of what to do quickly in order to get those points because some of those points as you know are on timers and there's a limited time for which to get them so I do think there was a lot of lamenting and nervousness when this title was announced in terms of John Borg being the main designer. Even though Zombie Yeti was the lead artist, and that of course gets everybody sitting up and taking notice. But with John Borg and Dwight Sullivan at the helm of this game, now there were some people that were a little bit nervous just to see what these folks were going to come out with. And man, I think they have really hit it out of the park. You can really see how in playing this game again how fun and i'm and i know that's sort of a basic word and people are like what do you mean by fun when you play the game you're like god damn this is fun and that's what pinball is really all about to me it's about having a good time it's about laughing when you don't expect it it's about watching that ball go around there's a few times there's a few great combo shots which really catches you off guard that ball whips around there so the flow on this machine is excellent you can't say that about all the new machines you know and hats off to Stern. A lot of times Stern will get criticized for having the designs maybe being a little too basic or they, they kind of recycle the same designs. But these designs work and they are approachable. They are fun and they do stand the test of time a la Medieval Madness, a la Monster Bash, although I'm not a huge fan of that one. And of course, Mars Attacks. Uh, but those titles were, were made again 20 years ago and there they are still in the pin side top 100. Why? Because those layouts and the mechanisms they use in those layouts are fantastic. So there's TMNT after a little bit of hand wringing from everybody as soon as they got their hands on it. Whoosh! It, you know, shot right up to the top of that Pinside Top 100. And after playing it, I can see why. This is a winner game. Stern is going to make gajillions of these things as more and more people get their hands on them. Let's not forget that many locations still aren't open. A lot of people still haven't played this title. But I can assure you, um, for the most part, when you go play this game, if you haven't already, you will be very pleasantly surprised, even if you're not a, a TMNT fan like I wasn't. And so for the most part, I would say, you know, short of a few minor little little issues I had with the title, mostly on the theme, I would say it is the moment sitting number one in terms of my pick. And shocker, the pro model itself is very well appointed. I think for a lot of pro models where there's a main mechanism that is much different, when you start to go up in terms of um, the premium and the limited edition, although that limited edition is gorgeous with all the armor they put on it, and there's a shaker motor and all you know some of the other bells and whistles they put on that machine, the pro model is no slouch, and it's certainly right up there as part of the, the Pinside Top 100 review. It's right there. So there hasn't been a pro model like that that Stern has released in some time that has done so well right out of the gate. I know I haven't been talking about the co-op feature of this game, which really shouldn't be forgotten about. That feature just adds another layer to this pro model which again adds value and replayability. The co-op mode allows you to play against one another or allows you to play with somebody 
in order to advance to different modes. But another interesting feature and a new feature for Stern and hopefully one that they will carry through to future releases. And I'm excited about that though because I do think there's a lot of value in that game. It's about as close, I think, to perfection that Stern's had in some time. I know what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you're right. Yet to fail, nonetheless. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. And now it's here. Or should I say... Okay, 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 okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I was literally a day away from plunking down my deposit on a TMNT when I heard that not only was Stern announcing a new title in the theme of the Avengers, but that Keith Elwin himself was in fact designing this with Zombie Yeti. So... Jam the brakes, stop the presses, whatever cliche you'd like to use. (laughs) I would be a fool unless I love TMNT, which again, I liked it, don't get me wrong, and I've been very positive in my assessment of the game because I think the game is actually a ton of fun and is excellent. However, for me personally, it was the theme that was ultimately, I think, keeping me from uh, being 100% satisfied with my decision. However, I was, I don't want to say resigned to it, but I was like, okay, you know, this is what's on the table right now. I don't know what's coming in the future. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I've come this far. I would be a fool not to see what this game is actually like before plunking down my money on TMNT. Again, if I loved it and I was and I was that was one of my dream themes, well then there's no then there's no stopping it. But for me personally, I would have been silly to come all this way to not at least wait another few days for some more information about this new title. What was I going to do? Ooh, I was so close and all of a sudden, like Dennis said, was I turning into a fickle new inbox buyer who was going to turn on a dime when the next shiny thing came out? Well, you know, I haven't really been tempted up until this point to really jam on the brakes hard. And there's two things that really made me stop. The Avengers theme, and I'm a huge Marvel and comic book fan, and Keith Elwin. And number three, which kind of sealed the deal to wait was that Zombie Yeti was, again, the lead artist. So you know his work is always A++, so you gotta pump the brakes and see what's coming down the pipe. And, of course, Keith Elwin, Game of the Year, two years running for Iron Maiden and Jurassic Park. So dollars to donuts, this thing was going to be stellar. What would happen? What was I going to think when I saw it? Ooh, we got another cliffhanger building up here. So amazing, so amazing. And this is the journey of a new inbox buyer. Stay tuned for next time. Part three, reaction to the Avengers, Infinity Quest. What would I do? How would I react? What trim level would I be interested in? 
So many questions. <laughs> Stay tuned if you dare for more hijinks and hilarity as a new inbox buyer navigates the pitfalls of this perilous hobby. I thank you again for listening and coming along for this journey. I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.